Yeah, certainly. Um, I um, I spoke to Sister Carol this morning, and yeah, it's basically not happy. Um, the family have you know fought extremely hard to get um, to get him to the table. He did come to Port Hedland and met my niece Delacay, who's um, <coughs> Stu's mum, and um, also through a few marches in in. Perth here, and he promised a number of things and to get to the bottom of us and one of the certainly one of them was to to stop um yeah reoccurring deaths in custody and um sadly two weeks ago we we lost a forty two year old um mother of mother of several children ten i believe um at Banny up women's prison. So certainly to come out what he said yesterday just it's just frustrating. It's kind of, you know, where do you where do you You know, where's where's the humanity in, in that response? I mean, look is because you know, there seems to have been some sincerity at least in in how he has made some efforts and you know, yeah. of course that's obviously you know, the, the you know, politically, the, the, the thing that he would, you know, want to be seen doing, but you know, it's just it just seems to me just a, a kick in the guts to be responding like this, particularly for Miss Two, where she there's been no record of any aggressive or angry behaviour from mm. any of the other officers to to come mm. out and you know it's like it's deliberately mm. playing to the you know basic parts of mm. of the broader community's nature and their prejudices yeah yeah certainly um you know it's it's been a ongoing battle for a long long time for aboriginal people i certainly come from a and we both do sister carol and certainly miss Stewart, our families from a long political line of um protectors i suppose of 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 who we are as a people and mm. um, fighting the fight continually. And um, it's still really, really just unbelievable. It's almost like a gift for real. Yeah. You're still, you know, um, still wearing your blinkers, you know. You need to take these blinkers off. And but we... Oh, we've been trying to fight this fight for a long time. Yeah. I don't know, and um, you know, I just hope the the mainstream population and certainly West Australian people will really, um, yes, see this that this is serious and mm. there needs to be change yeah. and, and come together rather than thinking it's just an Aboriginal thing. You know, and people need to, yeah. But then when you've got governments like we have, it's really hard too. Mm-hmm. And we get there in the end. I mean, we're not going away, yep. you know. Sister Carol and family have still got another bigger fight, you know. It was a bit bittersweet on Friday. We got a few things, yep. you know, um, but still they're still not guaranteed. You know, the recommendations, one of them was certainly the um, custodial notification service. It is effective, yeah. It, um, I believe, yeah, Miss Stu, she would have still been here, baby girl. She would have been here. Yeah. But, but they seems to think it's 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 not, it's not something that 
that is a good thing or a positive thing or it can work. And mm. it costs like under $600,000 per year to run. New South Wales have been running it for the certainly for the last 16 years and they've had one death in July this year. Mm. That's so, really... So it works. I it, mean, it, yeah. It does work. a small work. price to pay. It does, know, yeah. Not, not that you should even... Not that price should even come into it, but that's it's that's nothing, is it? Yeah, but when you do put price on it, it's it's under six hundred. It's nothing. Yeah, it's literally nothing. But I suppose you know I've been in and out and around and back again. I suppose, and unfortunately, what happens is was with people share all our knowledge and get good programs and worthy things happening, and this is what we should be doing. And then when there's federal Cunding, um, um, cuts funding, well, all of these little little ones go. And, you know, they're really the most critical and crucial um, um, projects that should still be on the ground. Yeah. So You, you mentioned there, you know, really hoping that there is a, you know opening of hearts, I guess, from the broader community and, you know, just the blinkers mm. coming off people. Um, and despite what, how Barnett has tried to frame this, you know, it is a win that that footage has, has been yes. released. Yeah, and like I said, it was a bit bittersweet, but but it's there for the world to see. And, and I've always said, and I will always maintain, you know, it's, it's always been a, a them and us argument. Um, you know, whose fault is it we're Aboriginal people doing this? And we've been arguing similar cases like this for a long time, like I said, but... The proof is there. It's on the footage and um, there's no denying and I've seen the footage. I certainly sat in the coroner's inquest for the the two weeks, um, three weeks, and um, even still now when I watch it, it's still very confronting. Mm. And um, down to the two police officers and one, you know, pulling her arm and yanking her and letting go. The other officer not not assisting or helping or even maybe challenging that police officer. No, no one did anything. Yeah, they just popped her back into just left her, and it's incredibly sad. And and some of the parts there when she's she's, you know, certainly early hours of the morning she's trying to get up and push the call button, you know, for help mm. to come and help. And that that's what really makes me yeah. Yeah, because I know, you know, and she was trying to get attention and seeking attention. She was incredibly unwell and, mm. you know, within three hours of that, she certainly passed away. Mm. So I, yeah, I I just thought, that, yeah, these police officers have families mm. and, you know, children and um, what are they thinking? You know, and all the police officers all, all continue to, to were... Um, um, promoted, and yeah, they get to keep moving. Mm. But the closeness I have with families is—I see my family. We're still, we're still not moving. It's yeah, we come kind of come to a standstill yeah. and, and wait. So there's not even anywhere close to justice in this mm. situation, is there? When, as you say, those. Those police officers have had, you know, no consequences for what they've done. And I mean, not only the police officers. I mean, seriously, the the country health mm. really seriously need to look at themselves. There were two 
three triage or two triage nurses that, that didn't do basic stuff yeah. and, and and doctors two doctors that saw her on her first trip and her second trip that did not do basic mm-hmm. triage steps i.e. take your temperature take your blood pressure no one bothered to take her blood pressure on the second on her second journey back and that goes just the only explanation for that is that the the these doctors and the health professionals are making an assumption that she's a junkie 20 minutes on the second visit it took she was from door to door back in 22 minutes mm. and that was a really critical time if they would have taken it she may well have had you know the medication the antibiotics yeah. to to um yeah She'd be here celebrating her birthday, you know, and yeah. Boxing Day coming. So th- there is some scrutiny of this internationally. I mean, it's been international press, obviously. It's been great to see, I mean, just really inspiring to see some of the Black Lives Matters mm-hmm. pro- you know, activists in America taking up the, you know, the yes. cause for justice yeah. for Miss Jew. I mean, it seems to me a little bit that that's where pressure is... I mean, sure, it would be great to, to hope that this uh, this footage, you know, enlivens uh, the community here in WA, but it does seem like what we're going to need is is some pressure internationally, doesn't it? You know, like it doesn't seem like it's going to come from, from here. I mean, why, why is that? Can you answer me <laughs> that question? I, look, I... Um, oh, I wish I could. It's just it's, it's so shameful. It is just shameful. As a white person, as a watcher, I'm saying that. It's just shameful. It is. And, you know, it's just basic. Yeah, it's, you know, she just, yeah, it's just, she's just left to, mm. she should have been, you know, been with loved ones. She was there with people who didn't care. Yeah. You know, she would have been 24 on Boxing Day coming up. And, um, yeah. Um, it was just it just took that away from her, which is the saddest thing. And and like I, I keep going back to my family, and I, I grew up with her grandmother, and she was always a little bit older than me. But not only they've, they've taken they've taken you know they took one life, but they've taken the life of you know other community people that are connected to her, her grandmother, her sisters, her brothers, aunts, uncles, you know, and it, it's huge, you know, that impact. And I've been looking and doing a bit of stats myself and since 2006 to 16, there's been like, I've recorded give or take 42 deaths in custody, mm. 43, sorry. So it's averaging out about four a, four a year. Yeah. That impact of someone dying in our community because we are quite small. It's huge, you know. It's it's, it's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, they not only took, um, you know, baby girl's life took her, it's taken life of certainly um, others, her, her parents and her, her grandmother, brothers, sisters, family. Talk to us a little bit about the, the work of the, the, the deaths in... Custody Watch Committee and your involvement with that? I've, um, yeah, we're, the, we're now officially called First Nations Deaths in Custody. We've 
taken a whole new approach and a change and it's 25 years since the um, recommendations were handed down so that is is what we do to try and um, um, put those recommendations in place. Um, we certainly, um, if anyone dies in custody or lock-ups or in a pursuit or anything like that or in police care, we, we liaise and support families. Um, we are a voluntary. I, I do this voluntary. Um, I co-chair with another gentleman. Um, I'm seriously looking more at issues around women mm. and Aboriginal women, obviously. Um, yeah, we have a voice, but then we don't have it. It's rather sad, you know, Aboriginal women are kind of left left behind so it's it's certainly up to some of us other women to sort of pull together and help our women to come on the journey with us yeah. so yeah we're a non-for-profit organization um we have a small um members uh group we're obviously always looking for for more people to come on board people expertise um we have pro bono lawyers that, that help us, so we're always looking for papers to assist us in any way, whether it um, be um, media, IT, um, um, yeah, anything that, that can keep our um, campaign alive and to, to bring it back to front and centre, I suppose. I don't know, I sometimes think, and me and my family speak, and they... Just Australia, it's almost normalised. Mm. Oh, another death, and okay. And no one, yeah. So it's really hard, yeah. but and it's not, you know. But my brother says, I just think this. Everyone thinks it's just normal. Yeah, but it's not normal. It's mm. not normal that an organisation like uh, this should even exist. It's just, it's just a sign of how mad things are, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So. Yeah, the organisation's been going for a while and I've just come on board this year and sadly I've lost two other first cousins to to one in a police pursuit and, um, yeah, in a country lock-up. So for me personally, I've had three family members die in custody and I'm, I'm not not a big family, but there are a lot of other bigger, certainly Aboriginal families, Noongar yeah. families, or certainly West Australian Aboriginal families and all over this country that have lost more. Mm-hmm. So um, I suppose my 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 role and goal is to certainly support, support our mob and um, certainly bring it back. And it's, yeah, it's not... Um, it's got to change, and people yeah. have got to want to change, and you know, work together. It's just, it's just not normal. Yeah, and, and it's it's not normal. But what you're suggesting is not rocket science either, is it? You know, that no. work together, appreciate what we, what we all can share and bring to a, a much more, you know, joyful, interesting society. Yeah, it's you know we. We live in a beautiful Wajuk country. It's beautiful mm. here in Perth, and um, but um, it's just blatant sort of racism. Sometimes mm. it just it's just really, really racist. And mm. you know, I'm a grandmother myself with an 11 year old grandson, and yeah, 
he notices things, mm. and that's really sad for my grandson. But you know, it's just um, it's just being alert all the time, and um, yeah, but yeah, it's just got to change, and how we change that. And I, like I said at the beginning, I really hope you know the West Australian public really look at this and yeah. and come on board and. It's not time to sweep it under the carpet anymore. And we're not going. Yeah. Well, I have so much respect to you and uh, and if I can say lots of love to you and your family at the moment because I can only imagine the courage it takes to do what your work you're doing and for them to, to keep on fighting for, for justice for, you know, for, for, not, for not just missed you, obviously, but for, but for your people more broadly. So thanks for coming in. Thank you. Cheese.